MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, it's a football Friday night in Las Vegas. We're at the Circus Sportsbook live at 6 p.m. Pacific time. We moved the show up three hours this week, Derek, for holiday reasons. It's going to replay in the uh, usual time slot tonight and again in the morning before the Lombardi line. It's great to have you in here this week. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Terrific, terrific. It was a great Thanksgiving. Had a great uh, dinner with Nicole, Whitney, and uh, and crew. Everything was uh, everything was great. How about you, man? Just uh, Thanksgiving at home with the Stevens family. Uh, we actually did it right here. I watched uh, right here at Circuit. Watched a few uh, pro football games and hit a special turkey dinner down at Barry's last night. It was terrific. Nice, nice. I just ate some more leftover turkey on the way over here today. Excellent. Yeah, could be eating a lot of leftover turkey. Uh, for the next uh, several days. Derek, uh, we're at week 12 of the Circa Friday Football Invitational. We're also going to talk about the Circa Survivor Contest, which had an interesting, uh, I'm going to say eventful Thanksgiving, uh, because there were a couple teams that were played heavily in the Survivor Contest, and the entrants had to sweat those teams out. Buffalo Bills, Dallas Cowboys. Bills trailed late, Cowboys trailed at half, and uh, those teams escaped. And you survived and advanced if you had the Bills and the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, you. Uh, we started off uh, the week here with 74 uh, contestants left. Um, three got knocked out with the Patriots yesterday. So we are down to 71 at this point. The one thing we know now, uh-huh. whoever the one winner is or whoever chops it, every one of them will have a 
a Thanksgiving story for you to interview him with because every one of them had a different version of a sweat yesterday. I mean, across the board, everybody had a sweat that, that's still alive just on Thanksgiving Day. It was a really amazing day. Well, the Bills were the biggest sweat. There's no question. 41 contestants played the Bills. And, uh, man, Derek, it looked like uh, they were going to drop that game away. Your, your Detroit Lions had them by the throat and let them off the hook. Yeah, all kinds of clock management. Just unbelievable. Just yeah. typical Lions. But that was a heck of a game to start off the day. And, you know, I know in the end it, it looked pretty easy if you, if you took the Cowboys. But – Let's remember, it was 13-7 to seven and a half, and they're down. I know. So, I mean, there's a little sweat going on there at halftime. Sweat two ways on that game. I took the Giants plus 10, and then it looked like you were going to have a you were in pretty good position in the third quarter. Then all of a sudden, you needed a backdoor touchdown with eight seconds left to get the dog to the window and also over the total. So that was the most eventful point spread uh, shenanigan on uh, Thanksgiving Day. And then you had the Vikings-Patriots game, which pretty much went to the wire in the fourth quarter. And uh, the Vikings, <clears throat> excuse me, get there. But that was not a big contest decision. I think nine entrants played the Vikings and three had the Patriots, right? Right. Nine had, the, nine had Vikings, three had the Patriots. So the, the three with the Patriots went out. One of the, one of the entrants, um, just uh, for whatever it's worth, had both Buffalo and uh, Dallas available and wow. took New England. So it was, it was, it was, a, it was a, a contrarian play. Um, I watched to see if, what, if we had any uh, unique hedging. Because there were a lot of unique opportunities, you know, for a lot of the participants to, um, to take a money line parlay right. of, of uh, Dallas and Buffalo and, and hope they lost that $100,000 parlay because, you know, your, your effective equity in this would have skyrocketed. There's no question. Uh, so, how many, uh, I guess, how many of the remaining entrants have multiple entries? Do we know that, of the 71 remaining as we uh, head to the weekend? I believe we still have the four. We still have four okay. uh, entrants that have, have multiples uh, left. You know, going into this week, Matt, um, now with 71 for the Sunday, I think we're going to see it uh, um, pretty diversified. You would think that Kansas City would be the number one choice. I mean, they're a 15.5-point favorite. But there are only uh, 10 of the 71 that have Kansas City available. Right. And then if you look at the next, uh, the, the, the next most uh, favorite choice, going to be Miami. Only 53 of the 71 have Miami available. And some of them have both. So that means you're going to be forced. We're going to see, I would tend to believe, you're going to see some Washington commanders. We're going to see some potential New York Jets. Yeah. Um, you, you know, so it's gonna it's gonna be split up split up again on uh, on Sunday. It's interesting. Throw that chart up there one more time because I think uh, this is where strategy uh, really really gets intriguing. Not that it hasn't been up to this point, but you get down. To, you started with six thousand one hundred thirty three entrants. For those who don't know, the pot is six point one three three million. And this is a winner take all. This is a big deal. The biggest football contest out there. So. You've got 71 entrants remaining, and here's the teams uh, remaining. Throw the other uh, graphic up there that Derek just mentioned with uh, the teams that are remaining or some of the entries. Of the 71 left, 15 of those have used both the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Three have used the Dolphins, but not the Chiefs. 41 have used the Chiefs, but not the Dolphins. And eight have used the Dolphins and the Chiefs. That's where it's going to get fun, that first bullet point right there that uh, the crew put together. 15 
entrance cannot use the Chiefs or the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's going to get real interesting. All right, that's the Circus Survivor Contest. Derek Stevens here on a Friday night, the Circa Friday Football Invitational. We're going to talk about that as well. Throw up the standings. And uh, I had a lot of questions in the past couple days, Derek, about the rules in the contest. Can these guys play Thursday games? No. The, the rules of the contest are not changing. Can these guys play Friday games? No. That's not going to happen. We uh, hold this show on a Friday night. You can't play Friday games in this contest because – Basically, they're all in the book before we come in here and host the show on Fridays. This is yeah, a this Saturday isn't, this and isn't Sunday week card. two. We, we talked about this before. This is a week two. I had guys in the contest text me, hey, can we use Friday games? Read the contest rules, please. Okay. <laughs> now, I understand if some of the viewers, listeners, are not going to read all the contest rules, but you've got a big board to pick from on Saturday and Sunday. If you can't come up with five plays, there's something wrong with you as a handicapper. Yeah, no, it's been like that the whole time. I mean, I remember early on, early in September, we were talking about it. You mm-hmm. know, no, no Friday plays. There's a lot of Friday football, but it's never been part of the contest. Right. You can't have contest plays that uh, are decided before the show airs here at Circa on Friday nights. All right, here are the standings. Doug Kazarian of ESPN is still on top, 34-20-1. He lost his best bet a week ago, so he's 6-4-1 and one on best bet, six and a half points, and for those – not familiar. The uh, best bet record is used for tiebreaker purposes only. When we get to the elimination rounds, which we're in the middle of now, and we get to the championship rounds in the final uh, three weeks. So we start with a field of 16. One contestant is cut each week for eight consecutive weeks until we get to the Elite Eight for the final three weeks. The first cut was Chicago sports radio host Mike North. The second was Las Vegas pro better Steve Fezzik. And then last week, Aaron Renning, a pro better from Vegas, uh, went down. So those are the three cuts so far. We have a field of 13 remaining. Doug Kazarian holds a half-point lead over Chuck Edel, who's been near the top the entire time. James Salinas at 32-20-3. Chris the Bear Felica of ESPN at 32 points. And Big Randy McKay at 30-23-2, 31 points. Jeff Whitelaw, Paul Stone, Joey Fortuna right there in the middle of it. And uh, Mark Lawrence. Bobby Brubeck, not far back with 29 points, five points out of the lead. And then uh, the guy's going to be sweating the cut this week, Derek. Dan Saley, Chris Sanook, and Brian Edwards. I think those three guys, uh, Brian Edwards right now on thin ice with uh, 25 total points. Chris Sanook with 26 and Dan Saley with 27. And uh, who's going to be in here tonight? Dan Saley's going to be in studio. Paul Stone, also part of tonight's show. And uh, Mark Lawrence is going to be calling in from Florida. And at the uh, last hour, Doug Kazarian is going to join us, uh, the leader of the contest. Well, that's terrific. You got Doug coming in. And then, uh, you know, Paul Stone, it's worth talking about. What a, what, what a, what a, a handicapper to, uh, to tail here in, uh, in the last five weeks. I mean, he struggled out, out, out of the gate. Yeah. But his record the last five weeks would have, would have to be near the top. I mean, he's, he's, he's jumped back up there. And, Obviously, we all know Paul Stone's uh, multi-decade history of, 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 of football handicapping, but uh, um, I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch. I want to see who he's taking tomorrow. Okay, yeah. He's a sharp college football handicapper, and uh, Paul is going to be on, let's see, he's going to call in one hour from now. I, don't, I think he's going to be on the phone, not in the studio, even though he is in Vegas tonight. His wife is with him, and I don't think she wanted him to come in the studio tonight. Oh. $25,000 up for grabs in this Circuit Friday Football Invitational. And uh, you can see all the picks and standings, everything on our website, vsin.com, vsin.com. 
You're going to be up there uh, tonight. Derek, quick recap of what happened on Thanksgiving with uh, the Bills squeaking out the win in Detroit but not covering. The Cowboys getting backdoored by the Giants, but Dallas wins that game. And then uh, the Vikings hold off the Patriots 33-26. So two dogs covered, uh, but actually – all three favorites won on Thanksgiving. How were the results for the uh, sports book here at Circa? Um, yeah, the, the house did not do well in right? uh, in uh, Thanksgiving Day. There was a, um, a lot more in accounts at the end of the day. So with all those full bellies of turkey and stuffing, um, there was also a lot more money in everybody's account. Uh, the um, the backdoor cover with eight seconds to go by the Giants, um, for us, kept it from being a, a, a real disaster. But uh, but no, uh, players won. Players won. Uh, won very strong. Um, the, and the 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 area where we got hit the most, which I thought was really interesting, was we got absolutely pounded at halftime in the in the Giants Cowboys game. We opened halftime again. Giants are up thirteen seven. Mm-hmm. We opened eight quickly. Eight and a half. Nine. We went to nine double juice, nine and a half. It was unbelievable. It was all Cowboys. And that that was actually our biggest decision was Cowboys second half. Interesting. Yeah, I played Giants plus 10 in a game, and at halftime I laid eight and a half with the Cowboys too. You got a good number. I had a feeling that lead was not going to hold up for the Giants. Uh, Derek Stevens is a Michigan man. We're going to talk Michigan, Ohio State, and uh, take a look forward at Sunday's NFL schedule and see uh, what the book needs here at Circuit Sports. So stay tuned for that. Uh, more college football and NFL betting on the way after a quick break here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Cyber Monday deal is on now. Sign up today to become a VSIN Pro subscriber and you will get a daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive daily betting reports, plus our upcoming college bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. New VSIN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VSIN store. The VSIN store is a great place to shop for sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear from VSIN. Hurry, this is a limited time Cyber Monday offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com slash subscribe. Do we have a Derek Stevens or a Mike Palm shirt in the VSIN store? Uh, we used to. I just don't uh, think it was a big seller. Really? I'm surprised. I thought Mike Palm, anything Mike Palm would be a big seller for I sure. think now he's got his palm reader. There's a few of those, you know. <laughs> he does. That's above my pay grade. That's you know a what's interesting? Question. You know, the World Cup is not something I handicap. I don't like soccer. And today reinforced why I don't like soccer. There's so much hype for the U.S.-England game. And they play forever and they, nobody scores. Okay. And I was texting. We have this VSIN bets giving event going on. And... um I played the Giants on the first day, plus 10. Got a little bit lucky with the back door there. I played USA. I was debating, Derek, do I play the draw? Or do I play USA plus one goal against England? I talked to a couple different hockey handicappers. I decided, you know, a lot of these sharp guys, Nigel Seeley, Mike Palm included, they were telling me that England's going to blow out the U.S. And uh, Mike was betting England minus one and a half goals. Uh, so I, I decided to go ahead with uh, USA plus one. And not get too greedy with the draw. This turns out to be a, a big swing event right now in the bets giving event because the guys who did hit the draw, that's at about plus $3 on the money line, and that's a big win for those guys. I'll take the win at USA Plus One, but did you watch the game today, and are you a soccer guy? Because uh, Mike Palm has transformed into a soccer guy in the past uh, couple of years. Yes, he has. Um, first, uh, Matt, 
I did not re- realize that Mike Palm laid one and a half with England. Um, but I knew there was something off in today's meetings because he was he was extraordinarily ornery today. <laughs> um, yeah, I was here. I was here. I came here. I came here to watch the game. Um, I got here about ten thirty this morning, and uh, the sports book was sold out. Every seat, the whole underhang sold out. We had three hundred extra people. We had to, we had to, we had to uh, get a few of our hosts to help escort them up the stadium swim to watch it. So. What I loved was the demand was real. The energy inside of here was crazy. Um, it was great. The only outcome that was good for the book mm-hmm. was a draw. No kidding. And and an under. So effectively, I'm thinking this is not American. I'm rooting for zero zero. The house got that one today. Yeah. But to root for a zero zero game, it's unbelievable, man. Yeah, I- I, didn't it feel like a win for the U.S. to to get the draw? Yeah, I guess it kind of did, right? I mean, all the sharp soccer guys were saying that England's going to win by two goals. Nigel Seeley was on; he's as good as it gets. I was hosting the Follow the Money show this morning with Sean King, and we had Nigel on from Qatar, and he says, "Oh, there's going to be goals scored in this game," and uh, he liked England uh, to win it. Zero zero, Derek. That's why I'm not a soccer guy. Yeah, me neither. I would tell you though that uh, you know that one uh, the one shot off the crossbar and a few things. I mean, the crowd was very, very lively. So that that element I kind of liked. Well, that's one thing about soccer fans; they always bring it. They bring the energy, yeah, and the excitement. But I don't know how they do it because nothing, not much happens in some of these games. Yeah, I tell you what about about uh, you know another game tomorrow. You know, we we're doing this promotion with uh, with a um, a Mexican grocery store. Got over a thousand RSVPs for the Mexico Argentina game tomorrow. Oh. We had to move it out of here. We're doing a, our whole ballroom will be full oh, man. of of uh, Mexico Argentina fans. I believe that. I believe that. Okay. What time is that game tomorrow morning? Um, I believe it's eleven a.m. Uh, eleven a.m. Yeah, eleven a.m. Pacific time. We got the graphic up there for Saturday's World Cup schedule and odds. If uh, you can check it out right there. All right, Derek, let's talk. I said you're a Michigan man. Let's talk Michigan-Ohio State. Your Wolverines finally broke through against the Buckeyes last year. Beat them up physically at the line of scrimmage. Ran all over the Ohio State defense. The question here is Blake Corum, Michigan star running back, is he going to be available? He had an injury to his left knee a week ago in the game and the comeback against Illinois. He says, I will be there. I'm going to play. How close to 100% is he going to be? Uh, what do you think? Do you like taking the eight and a half with the Wolverines? Total is 56 here at Circus Sports. Ohio State's minus 330 on the money line. Yeah, you know, we, we hung at seven and a half pretty much all week. So we were one of the one of the books that had seven and a half. Pretty much everybody had seven and a half or eight throughout the week. Uh, but uh, all that seven and a half money earlier today, we moved it to an eight. And as soon as we did that, um, it did not it did not last. I mean, we went to eight and a half. So... Um, I kind of trust markets more than uh, more more than uh, mm-hmm. um, more than most, and for us going to an eight and then quickly to an eight and a half, um, kind of tells me there's a little bit a little bit of a, a worry coming uh, coming from the Ann Arbor faithful. Yeah, I hear you, but I'll tell you what: a, a year ago, there was a lot of a lot of sharp guys laying it with Ohio State too, and how'd that turn yeah. out? Yeah, I I yeah. I mean I I think in, in a game like this, I think the number the number's high. Um, I know you said you like Michigan um, at eight and a half. I uh, I definitely like Michigan, but again, I'm biased. I took the eight and a half. I'm going to tell you it's not a big bet, and I'm also going to live bet the game because I want to see what Blake Corum looks like when he gets out there. 
Michigan's going to be in trouble if he's not uh, close to 100% or looks like uh, he, he can play for four quarters and be really effective. Anyway, Michigan 11-0, Ohio State 11-0, a high-stakes game in Columbus tomorrow. It's great to see this in the Big Ten. Yeah. Hey, when you get Paul on, let's talk about the weather, too. You know, we might have a little we bit are. of a weather issue. Paul Stone's going to be on. We'll talk uh, everything college football with him, and Paul tracks the weather. We'll see if he thinks that's going to be an issue in the game in Columbus. All right, Derek Stevens, let's uh, take a look at the uh, rest of the NFL Week 12 card and uh, where the money might be and what you might need here at the Circus Sportsbook on Sunday. Ravens, Jaguars with uh, the Ravens road favorites. Yeah, Ravens road favorites. Uh, we've seen Jags money. We, we were at a four. We're down to three and a half, so it's been Jags money so far. Broncos, Panthers, Russell Wilson. Does he deserve to be a road favorite in Carolina? Well, he, the market says he doesn't because he's not a road favorite anymore. Right. He was. But he was. <laughs> he was. But, right. but it's been all Carolina money, so we're down to a pick now. I'm on Carolina myself. How about Falcons and Commanders? Not exactly a, a fascinating matchup. No, we've seen a little more Falcon money than Commander money, which I think is going to be interesting because I think the Commanders are going to be one of these other teams selected in Survivor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bucks and the Browns with Tom Brady as a road favorite. Is he still laying three and a half here at Circa? Still three and a half. Nothing much on this game. Bengals and Titans with the Bengals favorites in uh, Nashville. How about this, Derek? Tennessee Titans are 7-1 and one, straight up and 8-0 and oh against the spread in their past eight games. Really amazing, particularly when, when they've had some of these offensive struggles. Yeah. What I think is interesting here, though, we open the Bengals a one, quickly goes to a three. Joe, Mick, Joe Mixon confirmed out, goes down to a two and a half. But you got to think the Titans are a very, very live home dog against Cincinnati. I mean, I you, you got to so. think that's right there. I would think so, too. Jamar Chase back at practice for the Bengals. That's a positive for them, but I agree with what you're saying about the Titans. How about the Texans? And the Dolphins, and, uh, man, Miami a big favorite in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, again, more of an anti-Texans play. Can't, can't, uh, can't stop this offense. Went for th- open at 12, went to 13.5 yesterday at 14 today. So it's been all Miami money. Zach Wilson benched, Mike White in. And uh, we don't know about Justin Fields yet. I suspect he's going to play, but he's had a so- shoulder injury. His, actually, his left shoulder, and he's a game-time decision, it looks like. Listen, is questionable. Bears-Jets. Absolutely no action on this for all the reasons. How do you take a side one side or the other? Nobody has a position, so there's been nothing. The line's never moved. It's six and thirty-nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, Raiders and Seahawks, and the Raiders off a rare win last week in overtime at Denver. Yeah, still, uh, still Seahawks, still at three and a half, three and a half and forty-seven. In this Circuit Friday Football Invitational, we have sharp guys on opposite sides of this game. One on the Raiders, one on the Seahawks. How about Chargers Cardinals? With uh, the Chargers road favorites. Yeah, the, the number uh, opener to three, obviously to move off of three is something. We've taken a little bit of Chargers money. I think a little bit of this has to do with, you know, Mike Williams being out. Keenan Allen should be the lead lead uh, big dog here tomorrow. But we've seen Cardinals. So now the Cardinals are plus three, but you got to lay 20 cents juice. Okay. Uh, Rams and Chiefs defending Super Bowl champs, two touchdown dogs. More than that. Yeah, this is one of the games you're not going to be able to parlay the, the side in the total. 15 and 42. Low total when you have a 15-point favorite. Rams are a wreck right now. How about Saints and 49ers? San Francisco a big favorite. Yeah, nine and 42. I think I think people like like uh, like the Saints, but the but the 49ers have looked so good, so dominant. So it really hasn't moved much. Nine forty-two and a half. 
Packers and Eagles on Sunday night. Have the has Green Bay packed it in or not? Do you think Aaron Rodgers shows up as a dog Sunday night? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. The the way the market looks is it looks like he's going to show up as a dog because it's been uh, it's been all Packer money here so far. Monday night game: Steelers and Colts, and uh, India short home favorite. Yeah, short home favorites. Not a lot of action on that one. Still a little bit too early, um, and just not the most intriguing matchup for Monday. All right, that's Circuit Owner Derek Stevens. Derek, I always appreciate you stopping by and say hi to Nicole for me. Thanks. I, where, where's Al Scallion? I mean, this, uh, this uh, we is moved like... the, Okay, we moved the show up three hours this week, and that caused an issue with pizza delivery, so Brooklyn's Best is not in the studio tonight. But he'll be back next week. you got a bye week. we got to give him a shout-out. All right. Okay. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, welcome back. This segment of Saturday Bet Prep presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches is a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're seeking. But Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you at zen.com at Z-Y-N. Dot com today and warning this product contains nicotine which is an addictive chemical all right welcome in mark lawrence to the circa friday football invitational show tonight mark out of florida playbooksports.com the winner of the stardust invitational in 2005 uh, mark how you doing tonight how was your thanksgiving i think giving was real nice matt i hope yours was as, uh, was nice as well and uh I don't feel any guilty at all for eating all the extra whipped cream on that pumpkin pie, I can tell you that. <laughs> did you find time to handicap football this week? I'm sure you did. Um, let's talk about it. And which card do you like better? I assume you like the college card much better than the NFL card this weekend. I do, and I think for our purposes for the contest, uh, the primary reason is that we had three less games in the NFL to choose from because of the Thanksgiving Day card. So I think it made the college card that much more attractive. Yeah, we lost some games on Friday. Some guys wanted to uh, pick Friday games in this uh, circuit contest, but uh, can't pick games before the show airs, and uh, we're sticking with the Saturday-Sunday schedules on this circuit contest show. So, Mark, uh, let's go with the rivalry game first in the Pac-12. And I'm on the same side as you in this one. You could have grabbed three and a half early in the week, but now the number is three in the uh, circuit contest, Oregon State, plus three against Oregon. What do you like about the Beavers? Well, the thing I like about the Beavers primarily is their head coach, Jonathan Smith. I think he's a vastly underrated head coach. He's really turned this program around. He's done a great job in every decent role. I mean, taking points is where he excels, especially as a home dog. And you've got, uh, I think, all the pressure in the world in this game on Oregon uh, looking to win to get into the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, I think you got a real nice live dog here in Oregon State at home, rivalry game, revenge, last game of the season. They check a lot of boxes to do the Beavers in this game. You know, I'm going to keep it in the Pac-12. This is not one of your contest plays, but uh, USC's got a lot on the line against Notre Dame on Saturday at the Coliseum, Mark, and we've seen uh, heavy action on this game, and it looks like a little bit more on the underdog Irish catching four-and-a-half to five-and-a-half points at USC. Is this a play for you this week? I know it's not a contest play, but are you on either side or do you lean either way in the Notre Dame-USC game? I strongly consider the Irish for the contest, Matt. Uh, 
I, re I really did. Uh, again, the same thing, Southern Cal, you know, having the, clinched the Pac-12 championship, probably looking more forward to maybe perhaps barging into the college football playoff picture. But this is Notre Dame's bowl game for all intents and purposes. And, uh, you know, they stepped up in every big game they've needed to. I know the knock on them was, you know, disappearing in games like opponents like Marshall and Stanford. But uh, against good opponents, this is exactly what they're all about. And uh, I really contemplated long and hard. They would have been my sixth play had I made us, had we had to do six plays in the contest. That's interesting because uh, I had Notre Dame typed in. I had six plays on my list, and uh, I bumped Notre Dame out last, and that ended up being <laughs> my sixth play too, so we're on the same page <laughs> with that one. Uh, but I do like the Irish, and that one did bet the Irish. Uh, how about Georgia Tech as a big dog against Georgia? You're taking a bunch of points here. I'm taking a bunch of points. One of my good friends from back in the business, way back in the day, was a fellow named Richard Clamian. And Richard used to be the sports book manager at the Stardust back in the day, and he was famous for big, ugly dogs. He called them buds, big, ugly dogs. And he made a living basically feasting on them and uh, taught me a lot about them. And, uh, you know, what I think Georgia Tech brings in this football game is, uh, number one, the public doesn't want any part of this football dog against top-ranked Georgia. But in my database, I ran this number. It's a pretty interesting number here. When you find a dog of 20 or more points, a road dog of 20 or more points, who won straight up the previous game as a dog of 20 or more points, they fared really rather well. They're 11 and 4 to the spread in my database, and 7 and 1 the last eight running. Uh, and you've got a Georgia Tech football team that, uh, after they fired Jeff Collins, their head coach, they were one and three at the time. They've gone four and three since. They're playing some really good football now. You know, they had a couple of major wins. This is the kind of game I think Georgia plays down to the level of Georgia Tech in here. And I think Tech at five and six coming in here with the need for a win to go bowling is going to come with everything they've got. Thirty-five and a half is the number here in the contest. Georgia Tech plus thirty-five and a half for Mark Lawrence. Again, follow him on Twitter at Mark Lawrence, and uh, you can find him at Playbook Sports. Dot com And also, Georgia's got the SEC championship on deck, so no reason to really pour it on uh, if you're up big in this game. You want to prepare for the SEC and then the college football playoff. So I can see the angle on the Georgia Tech play, obviously. How about Iowa State as a double-digit dog? What do you like about the Cyclones? I think they're a vastly underrated football team. I know they appear on at least their record, Matt, to have underachieved this year. They have. You know, it's a rare losing season for Matt Campbell. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, just like their brethren, Iowa, they play some hellacious defense to the Cyclones. If you add up their numbers, you'll see eight games they've been in this year that they've held opponents to season-low or second-low yardage marks this year. And it's the offense, obviously, that's lacked for this football team. But you put a defense like this up against TCU, who has the weight of the world on their shoulders in this football game, not only to, uh, to clinch the first place in the Big 12 Conference, go undefeated, and make it to the college football playoff, uh, but the manner, obviously, in which they've won their football games this year, you know, it, it comes down to this could very well be, I feel, a one-score football game, and if it is, 10 points should be enough in a one-score game. 207 on the rotation, Iowa State plus 10 at TCU. Yeah, you're right, it's been a down year for Matt Campbell, but, man, that Big 12 is tough. From top to bottom in that state, Mark, I know the the stakes are much higher for TCU in that game tomorrow, but Iowa uh, today had a chance to lock up the Big Ten West and a spot in the Big Ten championship game and fell behind Nebraska 24-0 and lost that game 
seventeen today. I'm not sure if you had a chance to watch that. Did you see the Cornhuskers finish off the Hawkeyes? Yeah, I saw bits and pieces of it, and you know, there's the, that's a typical case of that Iowa football team. All they had to do was win to get into the Big Ten championship game, and the weight of the world fell right on them against a team that uh, really had nothing to lose in Nebraska. Another thing about Iowa State here, Matt, is if you go up and down and you look at their body of work this year, they've only been outyarded in two football games this year. So a lot of their losses are really tough, close-call type losses in this football game. So TCU, I think, is going to have to play their best game of the season to get this number. Okay, Mark Lawrence in this circa Friday football invitational, 28-25 and 2 against the spread, 29 total points, and a strong best bet record at 7 and four, we're going to get your best bet here in a minute. Uh, but you also going to the NFL are going to play. You're going to play two dogs here, and you're going to play the Arizona Cardinals catching three against the Chargers. What do you like about uh, the Cardinals as home dogs? It's kind of a every almost as much of a play against the Chargers as it is on the Cardinals here. Uh, what the Chargers bring into the football game is a really porous rush defense. They allow four, five and a half yards of carry to the rush. And if in my database, which I rely heavily on, as you know, uh, you look at road favorites that do just that, cough up five and a half or more yards per rush. The last 20 times they've been there, they've lost 14 of those games. Straight up, the favorite has lost straight out 14 times. In Arizona, you got a head coach here in Cliff Kingsbury. Is Obviously, he makes all his money as an underdog here. He's been terrific. Uh, when he takes on 500 or less opponents in an underdog role. He's been just uh, terrific in that role. Uh, you take a look at him, 8-0 to the spread, 7-1 straight up. I, and with Kyler Murray being back here this week, this is Arizona's do-or-die football game. And uh, I think the Chargers have got a lot of holes, and I think they're being priced on name and reputation here on the road. I played Arizona plus the points here. All right, Mark, on uh, Arizona Cardinals plus three, and your best bet is going to be the Tennessee Titans plus two and a half. Now, this line was three at Circa last night, so it's been uh, pinballing back and forth from uh, two and a half to three. Uh, you get two and a half for contest purposes here, but Mark, a lot of a lot of betters trying to figure out how do the Titans keep winning, but they're seven and one straight up, eight and zero ATS in their past eight, and uh, you're going to play it here. You're going to play the Titans and take the points. You know, I was one of those uh, critics uh, all along, Matt, with everybody uh, winning games with smoke and mirrors, Tennessee completely getting out yarded in football games week after week after week, but yet still getting the job done. And uh, last week was a buy sign for me when they not only beat Green Bay, but they pounded him in the stats. They beat him 137 yards, mm-hmm. uh, which I think you know was the indicator for me to get there. They have obviously revenge from being beat by Cincinnati on this field in the playoffs last year as a favorite. Now they're coming back as the dog here in the contest. And again, I'm going to go back and fade Cincinnati with a lousy rush defense here into a Tennessee football team that's playing some really pretty good football, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I made Tennessee my best bet play. All right, playbooksports.com. That's Mark Lawrence. And uh, Mark, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate the time tonight and uh, have a great holiday weekend. And likewise, Matt, same to you. Be well, stay safe, and go have some more pumpkin pie. All right. One thing uh, I would not list as the best bet is pumpkin pie. I like pecan pie. Not going to go the pumpkin route. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to recap what happened today in college football and take a quick look ahead for tomorrow. We have Paul Stone and Dan Saley on deck as well. Stay tuned.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, soccer fans, get ready. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is waiting for you with the World Cup in full swing. Now's the perfect time to check out 
Bet Rivers. Log in to Bet Rivers every single match day and get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to betrivers.com or download the app today to get in on all of the action. Betrivers.com for Bet Rivers Sportsbook. All right, back here on the Circuit Friday Football Invitational Contest Show. Thanks to Derek Stevens and Mark Lawrence for joining us here in the first hour. Uh, tonight on deck, we have Paul Stone, professional handicapper from Texas, college football specialist. We're going to talk to Paul about his top plays and also the other top games in college football tomorrow. Dan Saley is going to join us for a couple of segments. Dan, also a college football uh, specialist, and uh, he's got a lot of opinions on tomorrow's card. Always has great information. Mike Palm is not going to be on tonight's show. I know that's going to disappoint a lot of people. But Mike did a three-hour show with Wes Reynolds right before uh, the Saturday bet prep show tonight, and he had meetings to go to, so Mike is not going to join us, but we do have Mike's picks. We got Palm's picks, so stay tuned for that. It's been a wild ride this season with uh, Mike Palm. Final hour tonight, ESPN sports betting analyst Doug Kazarian, the current leader in this contest. Doug has uh, been seeing the board clearly, clearly this season. He's uh, He's been hot in college football and the NFL, and he's going to join me. Uh, in the final hour to kick things off as we get to all the contestants' uh, plays. Quick recap and look ahead at college football. Rivalry week is always a great one, uh, no matter what. And uh, I thought there was a hell of a game today in Austin, Texas. And it was an interesting point spread result as well. Baylor and Texas. And the Bears took a 27-24 lead a minute and a half into the fourth quarter. And if you were catching Baylor plus 9.5 or 10, and uh, 10 was the closing number here at Circus Sports. You had to feel pretty good at that point. But that's when the wheels uh, fell off for the Bears. And B. John Robinson took off uh, for the Longhorns. Best running back in college football for my money right now, B. John Robinson today at 29 carries, 179 yards, two touchdowns, and the Longhorns score the final 14 points of the game to win and cover 38-27. to 27. And... Uh, Texas now eight and four, and uh, six and three in Big Twelve play to rebound. And Steve Sarkissian's second season, much better performance for the Longhorns uh, than they had a year ago. When you know a year ago Texas had a losing season and uh, lost as a 31-point favorite to Kansas down the stretch. So much better showing for Sark here in year two, and uh, also he's got Arch Manning on the way. So that's another positive. Not many positives with the Iowa Hawkeyes. I don't know how this could happen. But uh, Iowa, a 10-and-a-half point favorite over Nebraska. All the Hawkeyes have to do is win, and they're in the Big Ten championship game. They win the Big Ten West. All the, all the garbage that um, the Hawkeyes went through early in the season, they looked bad. And it looked like they, they were hopeless, had no chance to be a team that would be contending for the Big Ten title game. Despite that, Iowa fights all the way back and just has to beat Nebraska as a double-digit favorite to get in. Can't do it today. Uh, I watched some of this game and, uh, frankly, was uh, stunned to see the Cornhuskers up 24-0 in this game. I have to give a shout-out to one of the guys in the Circuit Friday Football Invitational, Randy McKay. Big Randy texted me today and said he loved Nebraska as a double-digit dog. And uh, Randy was on the money with that call. And the star of the game, the quarterback for the Cornhuskers, who has had some injury issues this season, has been inconsistent, and I think somewhat of a disappointment. He's a transfer from Texas, Casey Thompson. But today he was outstanding against the Hawkeyes, 278 yards passing, 
three touchdowns, no picks. And, man, that Iowa team uh, inept on offense again in the first half today. Uh, I believe it was uh, 32 yards passing and 40 yards rushing somewhere in that neighborhood in the first half. And uh, Hawkeyes down 24-0. They come back and make the final score look a little bit more competitive of 24-17. They had a chance to really close the gap and uh, possibly force overtime late, but they can't get it done. Iowa scored with 5.45 to go to cut it to 7, and the Cornhuskers close it out. So the big news now for Nebraska, which is 4-8, and eight, the Cornhuskers are going to turn the page, and it looks like they're going to hire Matt Rule as their next coach. So the ex-Carolina Panthers coach who – did great rebuilding jobs at Temple and Baylor. He's back in the college game, and it looks like he's going to be the next Nebraska coach. So a lot of things happening with the college football coaching carousel right now. As it turns, it looks like Lane Kiffin is going to be headed from Old Miss to Auburn. I think that's a mistake by Auburn. I would have hired Deion Sanders, and that's not something I would have said two or three years ago. Obviously, Deion's developed into a prime coaching candidate, so to speak, at this point, but college football's changed. Now it's all about endorsement deals, NIL deals, and essentially you can't get in trouble with the NCAA anymore. And I think what Dion's going to do, he's going to bring that new era of college football wherever he goes. Auburn's going to be able to outbid almost anybody, and that's what Lane Kiffin wants is more resources. Bo Jackson and Charles Barkley, former Auburn greats, lobbied for Deion Sanders for a reason. I agree with him. I think he would have been the perfect choice. Lane Kiffin's a little bit flaky. Uh, we saw it again when uh, the Rebels went down to Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night. He would not be my number two, one choice. I would go with uh, primetime Deion Sanders, but it looks like that's not going to be the case. Uh, there was a report today that Colorado has offered its head coaching opening to Deion Sanders. Uh, I don't think – I don't really see Deion as a fit in the Pac-12 or even – a conference like the Big 12, I think he's going to be an SEC guy. Maybe Ole Miss is the spot for him. He's in, he's in Jackson State. He could just head down the road to uh, Oxford and be a hit at Ole Miss. Or, who knows, Texas A&M if uh, they buy out Jimbo Fisher for $85 million. Anyway, the Iowa loss today opens the door in the Big Ten West for a team I'm going to talk about here in a couple minutes. Also tonight, UCLA holds off an upset bid by Cal. And the Cal Bears were uh, live dogs for quite a while in this game, but they go down 35-28. to 28. They were up 21-17 at the half, and uh, UCLA rebounds from that loss and that sensational game last week to USC. UCLA, a uh, favored by 11.5 here, minus 450 on the money line, escapes with the win 35-28. And Berkeley, Dorian, Thompson-Robinson, not a big game tonight. He had... Um, a decent game, 189 yards passing and a touchdown, 88 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Zach Charbonnet, 119 on the ground. Jack Plummer, the quarterback for Cal, a Purdue transfer, also uh, has been off and on this season, a little inconsistent for the Bears. He passed for 294 yards and four touchdowns with no picks. And the uh, Golden Bears finished the season 4-8 and eight with that loss tonight in Berkeley. Arizona and Arizona State. A little bit of a disappointment here because if you laid the points uh, with the Wildcats, you had to be very, uh, I think, frustrated by the way the first half went. Arizona played about as poorly as possible in the first half. But come the Wildcats come back, score in the fourth quarter, and hold off Arizona State. They stop a five-game losing streak in the series. And Arizona had been pummeled the last two years in this rivalry. And uh, they stopped the bleeding here with a 38-35 win 
but don't cover the four in Tucson. And with a total of 64, it goes over with a total of uh, 73 points scored today. A wild game in Tucson, an entertaining game. Wildcats get the win, but they don't get the uh, cover. All right, a couple Big Ten games I want to talk about quickly uh, tomorrow. One, actually, both of them are going to be on uh, my best bet list tonight in the contest. I took 11.5 with uh, Indiana uh, this week, 10.5 for contest purposes right now. I thought this number came too high. If you know anything about Jeff Brom, the Purdue coach, you know he's a dangerous underdog, and he's a fragile favorite. And those trends have played out for quite a while now. And I wouldn't be surprised to see it play out where Purdue barely escapes with a win in Bloomington on Saturday. I talked about Iowa's loss opening the door in the Big Ten West. Not that it's a major accomplishment for a team to win the Big Ten West. It's kind of like being the king of a, of a trash pile, the way things have gone uh, this season. Um, Purdue's kind of backing in to the Big Ten West title. But to beat a rival on the road and get to the Big Ten championship th- game is a big thing for a program uh, like that. And I think it would be a big step for Jeff Brom. But I don't think Purdue's going to go to Bloomington and the Boilermakers are going to blow the doors off the Hoosiers. I think – Indiana here, the Hoosiers are going to be looking to play the spoiler role. They're off a big win a week ago in East Lansing, and I think they're live. Indiana's plus 320 on the money line or so, 10.5-point dogs. I like the dog in this one. I think if Purdue wins, it barely escapes. And I like Wisconsin also. I laid three with the Badgers, and this is a bet I like quite a bit tomorrow as well. I think Jim Leonard is going to get that job. It's pretty, I think it's pretty clear that he's a front-runner. Lance Leipold of Kansas – just signed an extension. I think uh, you can see the writing on the wall here. Jim Leonard, who's done a really good job since he's taken over as interim coach after Paul Chris was ousted. Leonard was the favorite to get the job. I think at this point he's done enough to keep, get the permanent job. And uh, I would go with Jim Leonard and the Badgers here as three-point favorites over a Minnesota offense that has uh, really sputtered late in the season without Tanner Morgan at quarterback. Badgers players are going to want to close it out strong to make sure Jim Leonard gets that job. Badgers minus three in Madison. Uh, best bet for me tomorrow. All right, quick break. We come back here. Hour number two. We're going to have Paul Stone and Dan Saley, two of the best on college football. Stay tuned. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.